hey, this is Bez Barami here. This is Vin. This is Brian. And this is the first ever CubeCast podcast. We are so happy to have you guys with us. Just want to throw a big shout out to all of our followers on Instagram, our Cube letter. Can't thank you guys enough for all the support. We're really looking forward to providing awesome content on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Today, we want to talk about Investing 101. Uh, so let's let's kick it off. Uh, Vin, let's start with you. Talk us through where you, how you got started, when you got started, where were you? Just walk us through the basics. Well, I mean, everyone likes to make money. Uh, and everyone who invests thinks they're a total hotshot and makes a lot of money. And everyone wants to be that person, right? Um, so everyone thinks they're smarter than everyone else. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, the Wolf Everybody, of Wall Street, basically. So, like, obviously you have a couple friends that are investing in stocks and they think they're, you know, hot shit. And then you want to learn and, like, do that. Um, Agreed. So, so that's kind of where the interest came from. I mean... I can't think of a... No need to sugarcoat it, right? Yeah, exactly. You just don't want to feel like you're missing out sometimes. Exactly. Honestly. Um, So I always grew up in a family. uh, My dad invested in real estate, so was very into, I guess, like the mortgage side of things. I knew like like what the Fed was and how it impacted like mortgage rates. So that was like, I guess, a baseline of, of information. But basically from there, it was... I liked looking at stocks that I knew something about, right? And you're also... The people don't know you. I, I've known you for many years now. And from as long as I've known you, you've been very analytical with everything. And I, that's what pretty much I like most about you, man. Like you're able to dissect data so well. So I feel like that kind of played to your strong suit. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it it's it's like a mix of that analytical mindset, uh, learning how to read reports, and honestly, just reading a lot of content. Yeah. Getting immersed in the content is what helps you understand what terms mean and get an intuitive feel of how how certain market influences impact a particular sector, a particular industry, exactly. and a stock. So it's really like, so, so getting started, like in my mind, is just having a keen interest, having money, right? And then yeah. reading a lot of stuff. Um, and without that, there's no other way to do it, right? Yeah, I agree. How about you, Brad? Uh, kind of similar. So I, uh, I was about 24 at the time, and uh, one uh, one day I was really, really interested in getting to getting to know this stuff. I come from an IT background, so I had no finance background, but I always had an interest in getting into it. So similarly, like to Vin, you know, I started to do my own research. You know, I initially opened up Wall Street Journal, CNBC. I was very, very intimidated. I don't know half the terminologies in there, but you know. You do, you do, uh, you read, you read a lot of content, you talk to, um, you know, people who are, uh, you know, who are more, um, pretty know, much in the industry, in, honestly, in the industry, you know? exactly, pretty much. And, you know, obviously just like Vin said, like, uh, we all want to make money, right? We all want to be, uh, be in the market, hopefully, but probably not. <laughs> 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 At least I'm not. Yeah. Um, so, the, so what I thought, what the best way to do is nothing to it but to do it. So I had some money, had some extra cash, opened up a brokerage account, started investing. And now that I have skin in the game, I have no choice but to keep up with it. And ever since then, you know, I've been building knowledge, building uh, strategies around that. So that's what really got me started. That's great. That's great. Yeah, my story is, my story is all right. It's it's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So I we're all in our mid-20s now. Uh, I went to Rutgers University in my sophomore year of college. I started, you know, developing a keen interest in the markets and pretty much it was 
every dollar I put forth, my dad would match one dollar. And obviously, it's not a lot. You're you know you're broke in college. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was very grateful for that, and it kind of was. You know, all jokes aside, it was actually a lot of pressure because I, I felt like if I lost some money, it was half of his, you know, and I didn't want to do that to him. But see, when we were invested, this is like back in 2011, 2012, and my dad had a really close broker friend, you know, at UBS. And we didn't think to start a Scottrade account first. We didn't think to start anything but to go to the broker and have open a brokerage up at UBS over the phone, <laughs> completely like that. I'm That's looking so back on this. School. It's so old school. And I never said anything about it. Looking back, it's the dumbest thing I ever did. Do you know what happened? We started investing with $2,000, me and my dad. Okay? They actually let you open the account. They let me open an account with $2,000. <laughs> Go figure. That's number one that I look back and say, how is that even possible? Yeah. Number two, they charge us $100 to open the account and $50 to put trades through. Oh my God. And me and my dad never even batted an eye at the time. We just thought it was just general way of the like, rule of thumb just general way of doing things i'm looking back now i want to cry I, 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 I couldn't believe there was there was monthly maintenance fees there oh, was wow. there okay. was everything and oh you, we lost like our, our shirt completely like that money was good as gone I, yeah. I i don't even know what happened to it after that my dad wound up making a few calls took whatever was left out of there like listen you know we licked our wounds then i finally got back into the market maybe a year or two after that i, I was in my senior year by that time you know, just getting out of college, started saving some money from internships and whatnot. And I started doing it the right way, you know, which is through these multiple platforms out there, like a Robin Hood, like, you know, a E-Trade, a Scott Trade, you know, in comparison to what I was doing, anything was better, mm-hmm. honestly. So that was like my way of starting. It started off really, really rocky. And you know what? You know, you just got to learn from your mistakes. But see, that's the thing. Everyone thinks it's this glorified, like, you know big hoorah gonna gonna um, get rich quick i mean unless you got into bitcoin like <laughs> a couple years ago then yeah i guess that's a whole nother topic we'll touch have, on later but to pick there yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> that's to say the least um, but yeah so that, that's really where you know that's really comes down to why we're starting this podcast i hope a lot of people avoid mistakes that we've made and this story i could find you a dozen people with the same story i really yeah. could it, it's it's just another guy who didn't know what he was doing got in without really doing too much, you know, without doing too much, you know, background checks and knowledge and understanding and learning, really. And that's where we're going to help these people and every, all our followers, our whole Cube community, really, mm-hmm. avoid these mistakes. So let's let's get a little more specific here. All right. So we, we kind of touched on how we started, when we started. But this this topic always comes up. How much money does one start to invest with? Then why, what would you think? Because like I know we all have different opinions on this. Yeah. But like what what would you say is like right, the well, bare minimum or some something someone should start with? So if you're trying to make money and grow wealth, um, like obviously I'm guessing our audience is 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 younger, right? Yeah, I mean if you look at our Instagram demographic, for instance, eighty five percent of our community that follows us is under the age of thirty. Yeah. With a bulk of that coming between the ages of 21 and 25. Yeah. So these could be, and I'm, I'm sure we have a lot of different kinds of, of people listening right now, but just maybe graduated from college, just landed a job, finally maybe starting to save some money. What, yeah. what do yeah. they do? I mean, you know? I mean, you definitely got to get some skin in the game. But to be quite honest, um, you're not really going to start, like, yeah, you'll make some money if you throw in a couple hundred bucks, but you need a couple thousand, I'd say, to get started. To, yeah. when, when you're thinking about actually growing your money and investing for the future. Uh, I think anything under that, you're, it's, it's still good. 
and it's still valuable because once you have some skin in the game, uh, your thought process changes immensely. Um, but but I would say once once you feel like you're comfortable and you want to take that next step, I think you have to be in for for a couple grand. Yeah, I'd say so. Brad, what do you think? No, I, I completely agree. If you wanted to actually start, you know, building some wealth, just like Vin said, you need to you need to put you got to you got to spend money to make money, right? Agreed. I mean, you can't you can't just put in like a hundred dollars and expect to make a a big return, in, even in the long run. So, like, I would say, if you want to make some. A solid wealth, you need to at least start with a couple thousand dollars, I would say, um, you know, especially for, uh, who are we talking to, like a straight out of college, who's someone who landed on a, a new job, and who's just, you know, trying to start, like, uh, build wealth, that's what I would recommend. Agreed, agreed, and, you know, it's, it's kind of scary, we have a lot of friends, a lot of them don't really know investing either, they hit us up personally, uh, a lot of us here, you know, we've, we've have experience working at these banks, and we have, you know, some certifications, and we have these things, and, you know, I know I get hit up quite often. I'm sure you guys do too. And the thing that worries me the most is that we're in an environment right now where it's the barriers to entry into investing are the lowest they've been, I would say. You oh, know, yeah. 100%. Oh, oh, 100%. Because the amount of content out there, I know. Like, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, you want to learn about something, you want to simulate something like stock simulators? Like, come on. Like, I know. Look how, no look how much people are enjoying the game we started a week and a half ago. Uh, we got a couple of people in there with over 160 grand. Someone broke 200 grand today. Oh, in a wow. week and a half, they doubled their money. <laughs> Obviously, that guy's just playing with Bitcoin stocks, DPW, <laughs> like, you know, Riot and all these yeah, companies. Yeah. You know? But regardless, that's aside from the fact. Uh, what I'm trying to say is when we started investing, the $7, $10 at the time, like $15 fees, almost kind of told you how much you need to start with. Because you would never start with investing with 100 bucks if you're going to pay $15 to buy and $15 to sell. Mm-hmm. Obviously... To you know, gain thirty percent on a stock just to break even, already tells you that you don't start with that much money. Mm-hmm. But when you have apps today that are free trades, it's pretty much up to you. And I think that to get started, yeah, you can start with a couple hundred dollars here and there, and you know, get your feet wet. I always suggest paying off credit cards, paying off anything you have outstanding, because. That's really what'll eat you alive. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you you're know? gonna make you're gonna make more uh, that way. Like you at know? least you have a guaranteed. Like if you're paying off like student loans at six percent, you're making six percent. Like you have to think about it that way. And I think a lot of people don't. Yeah, they just think it's this monthly payment that they constantly have. But when you have debt, that is money that like like when you save that, that's your opportunity cost basically. It is right. It is right. Um, so. That's like a mindset. Thing I mean, for me, about. like is honestly, if you you're gonna start investing, you gotta think about. All right, what is my strategy? What is my game plan? What what am I trying to achieve here? What is my lifestyle, especially? One hundred percent. How much am I making? What what is it that I'm spending on? You know, all, what are the 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 necessities that I need to spend on, and what what how much money can I set aside to actually start investing? And therefore, when you have that, I think you have a good starting point to kick off, and you know exactly like all right, well. You know, if I'm really trying to like save a lot of money for my retirement, all right, then maybe I'll stay away from more risky stocks and more look into more um, safer, safer assets such as exactly. ETFs, bonds, uh, mutual funds. Yeah, and, and we'll and we'll talk about all that you know in coming podcasts. That's not a problem. We'll definitely break that down for all you guys. But I would say that um, uh, you know, the number one thing when it comes to how much to invest with. Got to make sure you don't overextend yourself. You know, a lot of guys they they want to they want to put their last penny that they have in their in their bank account into the markets. And you know, I, listen, I respect 
you know, how much you want to take on that risk and get that return. I really do because it, it takes a lot. You know, it's hard to sleep at night sometimes when you have that much, you know, in the markets, you know, in comparison to your wealth, you know. So that's something that uh, you need to be wary of too. But, but yeah, then that's where, where diversification comes in, right? Um, so it's what's your, what's your risk appetite, right? Yeah, you know, uh, don't like put you all your eggs in one basket exactly. pretty much. That's like the layman's term for diversification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I want to pivot a little bit. Sort of funny story, but kind of scary. Um, my friends told me this. They were they were in an Uber um, with an Uber driver. He heard like, oh, they work for a bank. He was just like, oh, what do you guys think of uh, Bitcoin? And then they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's good. It's speculative asset, but it's risky. Um, obviously, it's made a lot of money recently. And they were like, oh, why are you asking? And he was like, well, I had a savings account where I was making 0.05% interest. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take all of the money out from my savings account and put it in Bitcoin. Wow. So there's an Uber driver out there somewhere in New York City <laughs> who is 100% riding on Bitcoin. That is crazy, man. His Hopefully network, he doesn't lose his shirt. Yeah, he it all. yeah, yeah. no, I, I hope not. But but he the, the, the point is he didn't, he didn't know that there's other ways to invest. He just heard about this thing called Bitcoin. And it's just, are it's a craze right now. And, and listen, yeah. you almost don't want to put them at fault. I mean, you you open up your Twitter feed, it's there. You open up your Instagram feed, it's there. You turn on CNBC, it's next to gold now. It's it's like yeah. they show they show the Dow, they show the S and P five hundred, they show Nasdaq, and then it's Bitcoin. And it just happened all of a sudden. And now we have the futures, right? Yeah, like the futures that's, just had a launch this past weekend. See, that, that's an amateur mistake right there. That's like investing rule mistake number one right there. Listening to what other people say and then jumping on without doing any, any research, research of your own. And, and there's so many people that are talking to Bitcoin, like with me, and I they've never even cared once about putting money in the markets, like never once. And I've known them for years. It's like all of a sudden, this interest just came out of nowhere. And where's what's it fueled by? Is it fueled because of stories you've heard of people making money? I, I don't think a lot of people are interested in get rich quick. Right. Um, that's why a lot of like there was that phase in Instagram where everyone was like a forex guy who was super. Oh, how many rich. Instagrams follow us? On, <laughs> how many Instagram follow Cube, man? Yeah. All all these accounts, these spam accounts, these spam accounts. They yeah. turn on these bots, you know. And I like that we did it organically, and we can we're gonna continue to do it organically. But it's just like one FX page after another, and they're almost not even selling the FX like strategies. It's almost like they're trying to sell this lifestyle where. You know, it's always a picture of a guy with a jet or a guy with like a Stratton Oakmont logo yeah. or something yeah. crazy yeah. like yeah. that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's 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 move a little deeper here. What were what are some lessons you'd say you've learned over the course of investing? Because we've all been now in the markets for a few years and it's hey, it's been a great bull market run and that, that's great Absolutely. and our, our you know, our portfolios are loving it. But you know, go back even further. What 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 would you say you've learned so far? So my biggest lesson is knowing when to take your losses. Okay. Um, just because you buy something with such high conviction and you want to make money, uh, it's it's almost like you know getting involved with a girl that you know that's bad for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which like, we've all done once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like you know you're in there and you're just like, oh, I thought I was gonna make money. I, I want to be right, but when yeah. you're wrong. And you're you're wrong beyond a certain threshold, and you know there's no coming back. You got you got to look with a fresh fresh set of eyes. True. Every day you look at that that stock, that ETF, whatever. It's like if I had the value of of what it's worth now, would I invest it there again? True. 
Um, I think that's probably my number one lesson and the thing I try and keep in my head because otherwise you, you just want to be, you're like a bag rider, right? Yeah. And yeah. You, you hold on for no reason and like, yeah, it might come back one, two percent, but you'll miss out on an opportunity where you'll make 10, 15, 20 percent. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Brian, how about you, man? What would you say your biggest lesson you've learned is? Uh, one of my biggest lessons would be, like I said, actually, I, there's two I want to cover. Um, one is absolutely do your own research. Don't just put your money in anywhere just because one guy said, hey, this is check out XYZ stock. It's going to go up. And then put all my money in there. Absolutely not. I've done I've done that mistake, um, and I, I learned it the hard way. So that's one. And number two, um, I would say learn how to really, you know, control your emotion. Just because you're watching the stock go down, but you have, but you believe in it. You did your research, and you know you have a there's a certain value that you think it's worth. Just because it's going down, you know, I would say don't don't just because don't just like you know, sell out. Just because you're watching a drop, I would say just just after you've done your research, you really believe in it, and you have a value for it. I would say, you know, learn how to control your emotions. It's easy to like panic. It's Always. easy to start sweating. I, you you see the red on the chart <laughs> is going lower yeah. and lower. And on and the lower. other side of things, when it's just ripping and it's ripping, it's ripping. You can't get too happy either, man. I think one of the biggest things adding to your point, Brian, is try and remain neutral in the good times and in the bad because when you get too too emotional in either direction chances are it doesn't work out well and you know and you know i think that's those are two great lessons that you guys pointed I out i would even add you know if once if it's if it's going down think of it try to think in a different way maybe you could say this is a great buying opportunity right maybe you could start averaging down True, true. There's, there's yeah. so many, there's so there's many so ways to look ways, at yeah. it. Exactly. What about you, Bez? I know you've been yeah, so heavy in the yeah, yeah. I I've been like I, I have. It's so hard too because I I've fallen for the emotional thing. Sometimes you just you you look at management or you you look at a company and you think they're so ripe, and you you grow emotion, you grow attachment to the stock where it's like if it's falling, you know that's how you feel. It's it's very it's very similar to Brian, but. You know, I think another thing would be just know your strategy and play your strengths. I, I think a lot of times today, you're seeing people want to day trade. And I could say, for I could speak on all of us here, we are not day traders. That is not our strategy. No. It never has been. I've tried it. And, and I think I'll encourage it. Try it. I, there were times in my summer year summers, right, uh, uh, my around the college, like my summer years of college, like, those times that when you're not in class, I didn't have any summer classes, so I had the whole summer yeah. to like. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm gonna rock, I'm gonna rock the market this summer. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for next semester. Yeah, yeah I wish. <laughs> anyway, but I was, I was like testing things. I was day trading those three times leverage ETFs, those UGAS, DWTI yeah, yeah. that 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 are tracked. For those that don't know, it if oil moved five percent, these things move fifteen percent. And I realized after like two weeks of doing that, I was stressed out like a, like crazy, man. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. You go to sleep, you're up 10%. You wake up, you're down 50. It's like, oh, my God. It's, it's almost like you have to go in in the morning and come out like 100% at night because if, otherwise you're going to lose your, yeah, you lose your you, mind. Listen, you have to ask yourself, what are you? what can you handle? What can you sleep with at night? Like, what are you good with? And if you're a long-term investor... Play the strength. If you have patience, if patience is your suit, your strong suit, use it. Use it to your advantage because let me tell you, I'm not a lot of people are patient, and I'm a very long term investor. I found that that's where I'm most comfortable. I found that that's where I just feel best. And I think the biggest lesson is, 
don't try to be something that, you know, you're not. Don't try to put yourself in an uncomfortable position and try and tell yourself that, hey, this is, no, this is where I'm going to stay. This is where I'm going to stay. So, so thought on, on top of, you know, knowing your strengths and exercising on your strengths, it's also, like, your strengths in terms of industries that you know. Like, True. True. I wish I was good at biology. So I, I come from, like, an engineering background. So I know technology very well, um, but I don't know anything about healthcare. And I got involved with like a healthcare stock, but I was just like, what's the difference between a, this hep C like, like, you know, treatment versus that one? Why do they have the competitive yeah, and advantage? And all the different stages it passes. I don't understand any yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, I agree And I was that. just like, you know, there's so many intricacies within each industry. Yeah. If you're, if you're going industry level investing, like exactly. stick to the one that you know, the one that you understand, yeah. right? The one Absolutely. that you're familiar with. And you know, uh, and yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. I don't, and I don't mean to cut you off. I, I just want to actually take this time just for a minute. So we've been talking about, you know, do's and don'ts, what we've learned, you know, just talking about our own experiences. But I, I think I really, because we haven't, we've been running an awesome page, you know, and we've been putting out great content. No bias. No bias. Completely unbiased, <laughs> you know, absolutely no, you know, feedback conflicting interests. Feedback has been amazing. We get Best DMs on the on regular. Instagram. 100%. 100%. <laughs> bar none. And I just... We haven't really um, been so communicative like with them directly, with our followers directly. You know, we put out great content for them. But I want to tell them, like, look, when you look at us, we're not like these guys that know everything about the markets. I'm not going to lie and, and try and pretend like, oh, you know, follow our moves and we're going to go places. Like, that's not what we're a cube is about. Like, I just want to put that out there because it's like our first real chance to communicate yeah, honestly, I'm serious with this. And I, I think that this is an awesome time for us to show who we are personally, collectively, and that this is not some kind of like gimmick. Like we're actually trying to help people like invest, not trade. I mean, listen, if that's your thing, great. But if we get calls in like, yo, what do you think about so-and-so tomorrow morning, <laughs> you know, for a quick trade? Like, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, man, I don't know. Like, that's not what we do. Yeah. If you would like us to help you evaluate some balance sheet or a you know, any kind of financial statement, yeah. you know, look at some trends. Okay, yeah. we got we can talk now. But, like, we and we get the DMs on the regular. And yeah. we don't yeah. mean to tell you guys, like, listen, we don't really have any knowledge in this stock we've never heard of until you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is usually a 17-cent a penny stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no offense gosh. to you guys. We love you all. Yeah. But, like, just... We're not superheroes, guys. We're just, we know we're talking about, yes, but just make sure, like, I just want to make sure you guys know that. Like, we're not trying to pitch, like, some people on Instagram that, that are out there, you know, no, no need to name names. We're not trying to sell you courses. We're not trying to make a, like, a penny off, a pretty penny off you and then just dart the, the other direction. I just want to say that. If you can make 100% every year for, like, four years or something like let me know i yeah I would, I'm all, I'm all, I, I, i'll subscribe I, to your podcast <laughs> yeah. you, i'll email you exactly you know I'll you show me you. a proven strategy i'll subscribe yeah exactly but i want to know your sharp ratio i want to know your, <laughs> your exactly down i want to know it all exactly right? <laughs> exactly so you know with that though so obviously we all have to do some learning and it can get a little crazy out there let's be real i, I had it too i wasn't sure what's the difference in wall street journal CNBC, Bloomberg, Reuters. I mean, honestly, I can keep going. I'm not going to bore everybody. But the list can literally go on and on and on. So, like, just give, like, two or three sources. Like, who do you like to use? 
And they probably see the, the sources we use on, on our cube letter, but maybe some people are listening that aren't subscribed. Like, who do you like? Okay, so I like... And why? Also, okay, yeah, yeah, please. So, actually, one of my favorite uh, news sources that I keep up all the time when I'm at work, uh, when I'm home, is uh, the Market Watch News Viewer. Basically, it's a real-time update of headlines. You get, like, a quick synopsis of, like, major actions that are happening. Uh, and I really like that specifically just to know what's going on across the broader market. Um, and then on top of that, when I go in for, like, a deep-depth explore, anything. Anything's yeah. fair game. If, I'm, if I, something piques my interest, if you're asking where I look for, for interest, I will... I'll look any like anything that pops up on like the news viewer. I browse stock twits. I'll probably go on a couple different boards, and like you'll end up somewhere on some stock. You've always, never heard of. always, always. Um, but at that point, like I like taking the knowledge. I, I like getting as as broad of an opinion as I can. Yeah, so gotta not, keep your eyes open. Yeah, always, I'm not, always. I'm not loyal to one particular source Agreed. or the other. Agreed. But but those are my two like sources of finding things okay market watch news viewer and stock twits at least to start hopping from board to board great great but then from there it's it's all on my own just yeah whatever i can find i'll be a breath um similarly i also use stock twits it's a great way to gauge what other people are talking about yeah it's a great way to go at a very deep uh you know uh, at a company level um so and for those that don't know real quick stock tweets is like pretty much twitter for stocks exactly uh so you know but you gotta you gotta filter through a lot of bullshit that's true yeah. there's some oh. spam accounts some who have vested interests like short this stock and they're yeah you, no, you have to go it's no different from any other social media platform you gotta filter through all the bullshit yeah always right so <laughs> true that true that um so there's that and then also um what i do like uh is uh seeking alpha what they have is uh called something called the wall street breakfast so basically every morning they give you a whole rundown, very, very organized and very quick at an economic, you know, top down um, level of, uh, you know, what's going on on a daily basis on a, at a broad level and very easy to understand. And then going down to the company level, what's going on, the, the top news for each and every company that's going on in yeah. the world. So actually, uh, there's another really good newsletter. It's only weekly, though. It's called the Cube Letter. Hell yeah. Um, Damn so right. Can, heard about that. Yeah, you can subscribe to it on cubewealth.com. Yeah, um, that's right. And then also there's I'll put a, the link in the description yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and for sure. And then there's also a link in a bio on our Instagram at cube.invest. So yeah. shameless plug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Brought to you by <laughs> first advertiser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it big. <laughs> but uh, as for me, I actually enjoy Reuters a lot. Okay. I, there's something about their way their editors write. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It just flows so well for me. Okay. Uh, and that that's who I like to ride with a lot. I like CNBC, um, but uh, Bloomberg is okay. I, I think they can get a little technical, and I yeah. think maybe for our viewers, it might be a little more than they they need. Yeah. Uh, so like, if you really want to. Deep dive. I think yeah. Bloomberg is the way to go. For some reason, I just take a really strong liking to Reuters. So uh, those are all things you guys can definitely check out. Um, just feel free to see what's best for you. Um, but going forward, I think that uh, I think there's also a lot of things that we could also talk about, uh, like books we've read and and other stuff. But we can get into that another time. There's there's so much we want to get out. I don't want to make we can make this podcast honestly like three hours. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean like sometimes when we're editing the newsletter alone, like we'll just go off on a tangent. We'll start talking like oh in depth analysis on the market, 
And then we'll realize, like, ooh, I don't know if we're going to get this guy out on yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we started, well, we started, like, our call at 12 o'clock. 5.45 rolls around. Yo, hurry up. We got to get it out at 6. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, Classic. Otherwise, though, we're, we're about to touch 30 minutes now. I really don't want to prolong this longer than it has to. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything, last things you guys want to say, please, you know, feel free to let, let you know, our viewers, our listeners know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this this first podcast was just uh, like a way to get to know you guys. Um, yeah, it's it's our way of reaching out to you on a more personal level, and we want to we want to hear more about. Did you like this? What more information you want to? Please leave like, tons of know? comments below. Uh, reach out to us via email, like you guys always do. DMs, everything like that. Uh, we just wanted you guys to have a voice to match, you know, the page. Honestly, and I think. We're definitely going to be consistent with this. We're going to be putting out a lot of stuff. This is kind of a general one, just to get you guys' feet wet. Please, any questions, we're going to do Q&As. We're going to have all kinds of podcasts coming up. Some might not be about finance at all. We just want you guys to get to know us on a more personal level. Um, but, uh, you know, thank you guys so much for, for joining us. We hope you liked our first podcast, and we really look forward to providing you guys with unparalleled content in this industry. So thanks again, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time.